Hello, welcome to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029. As always, we have Shyler from B1029, and we are recapping, discussing, dissecting, speculating some of the big entertainment stories from the week of January 9th, 2023. Um, we always hate to start these podcasts off with some sad news, um, but uh, this one shocked a lot of people. Uh, it's shocked us, too. Lisa mm-hmm. Marie Presley passed away uh, this past Thursday in Los Angeles. She was only 54. Um, uh, the story goes that um, she was rushed to the hospital for a, a cardiac arrest, and sadly she passed away Thursday morning. Um, her mother, Priscilla, is uh, she's survived by her mother, Priscilla, also her three children. Um, Lisa Marie Presley, um, she was married to Michael Jackson at one point, we all remember. Mm-hmm. Um, married to Nicolas Cage at one point as well. And so a lot of people obviously took to social media, like uh, Octavia Spencer. Uh, she wrote, our, our hearts are broken with this, or I'm sorry, this was uh, Rita Wilson. Sorry, Rita Wilson uh, shared this on Instagram that our hearts are broken with the sudden and shocking passing of Lisa Marie Presley tonight. Tom and I, Tom Hanks, and I have spent some time with the family during the Elvis movie promotional tour. Lisa Marie was so honest and direct, vulnerable, in a state of anticipation about the movie. She spoke so eloquently about her father, what the movie meant to her. It was a celebration of her dad. Um, and she was just at the Golden Globes Tuesday night supporting Austin yeah. Butler in his role as Elvis. Yeah, and that's just so crazy. It's wild uh, how life mm-hmm. can change in an instant. Yeah. Um, John Travolta shared a photo of Lisa on Instagram and he said, Lisa, baby girl, I'm so sorry. I'll miss you, but I I know I'll see you again. My love and heart goes out to Riley, Priscilla, Harper, and Finley, obviously her three kids and, and her mom, Priscilla. Um, Octavia like John Travolta has had a rough, like, I know 18 months. It feels like a lot yeah. of people close to him have passed. Yeah, it's passed. Exactly. Yeah. Poor um, guy. Octavia Spencer, Wrote, so sad that we've lost another bright star in Lisa Marie Presley. My condolences to her loved ones and a multitude of fans. So a lot of celebrities, obviously, you know, sharing, you know, sharing their thoughts and and also offering their condolences as well. I mean, she was she, she was an icon. I mean, oh yeah. Whether you want to think so or not, I mean, yeah, her dad was Elvis, but I mean, she she had her own thing going too. You know, yeah, so, she she made her own name known as well yeah Yeah. she she's gorgeous that's so sad yeah so lisa marie presley passed away at the age of 54 so all right we're gonna move on now to uh you know when we talk about celebrities and obviously just there are some celebrities that do really well with being a celebrity and there are some that do not Yes. And so I, I found this really interesting, this statement from Kevin Hart. He was on the On Purpose with Jay Shetty podcast. And they were talking about Kevin Hart's, you know, how, how he came up and, 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 you know, how, you know, he's a huge star now. And so he talked about the cult of a celebrity. And this, this is, I honestly believe this is 100% true. Kevin Hart said the biggest drug it's not cocaine. It's not heroin. It's fame. Anything you want, everything you want, it's a thing. And if you can't handle this thing, the consequences attached are severe. Do you know you? Are you okay with you? If you're not, it'll break you. 
That Ooh. statement is 100% true when it I comes agree. to being a celebrity. Absolutely, because it's it's not like, I mean, yes, some celebrities do turn to, you know, drugs and alcohol and, and vices of, of such, but it's because of their station in life and their place in society that they have access to these things. Where, I mean, look at Kanye West is surrounded by yes men who are just going to give, keep continuing to give him yes answers, whatever you want, and keep enabling and pushing, even though it is detrimental to his mental health, his physical health, his emotional health and relationship with his family. It's, it is the bottom line. I could not agree more is fame. You either learn how to, to maintain yourself throughout and balance or or you become a victim of of the circumstance of being famous. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, some celebrities, they crave it. And they yes. and they I mean, look at the Kardashians. If if we stop today talking about the Kardashians, honestly, I have no idea what they would do. I mean, really, if you if we stop talking about the Kardashians today, if they just if we just shut them out, like we're done, no one's gonna talk about you guys. I yeah, because it's not about money. They, for Like, they're they financially... what to do. Yeah, they're financially fine. It's not about the money. It is about the relevance. Yes. They are addicted to being talked about. I mean, there's a report that came out earlier this week about a former PR person that used to work for Kim Kardashian. And if you remember back in 2012, the flower bomb incident. Oh, Yeah. So this former PR person of Kim Kardashian says that that was all staged. She was in on it. What? Yes. She was in on it. That's what this former PR person of Kim Kardashian claims, that she was allegedly in on it. They were trying to think. She, she was launching her new, uh, I think it was a fragrance line, or, or it was some kind of something, some kind of line she was launching. Yeah. And so to kind of get people to talk about this line, they allegedly staged this incident. And they, of course, blamed it on PETA. But yeah. PETA denied having anything to do with it. But this PR person said, no, we we planned that. And Kim was <laughs> in on it. And, and you know what? It makes so much sense because, I mean, if you think about all the stories that have come out, um, just, uh, what was it, last week or the week before, um, Chloe uh, uh, Kardashian's Lamar Odom yeah. claims that the whole uh, public blow up between he and Chloe and outside that gym that was all staged through Chris Jenner. Like Chris yeah. Jenner set that up. I do believe that. And then, like, um, what's his name? Uh, Kendall Jenner's ex boyfriend when he dumped her, but then they were photographed together the next day. Right. It's like, no, those pictures were taken a while ago. Like, they're right. just trying to soothe but, Kendall's image and make sure yes. it doesn't look like she just got dumped. Exactly. And to Kevin's point, it's the drug fame. Yeah. It's vanity. It's ego. It's pride. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all of, like, the sins wrapped into one. And it just perpetuates. And yeah. like the bigger you get, the worse it gets. It's like, who, who are the celebrities that are like relatively untouched by fame? Who have like conquered the, the drug of fame? Who would you say? 
Who would I say? Um, oh gosh, you know, I think I think there are a number of celebrities who have conquered it because I mean, look when 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 there's like a new movie or a new song or an album or something comes out, obviously they do the press tour thing. You know, they they show up, they do you know mm-hmm. they talk to people, and then they just kind of like you never hear from them again. You know. I mean, yeah, they pop up here and there, but it's not like they're just constantly thrown in your face like certain celebrities are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, one of them that comes to mind um, recently would be uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yes. I mean, he, well, you know, the whole Marvel stuff, yeah, he was out there. He would, you know, do the appearances. He was good with the fans. Then, you know what? After After he was done, you never hear from Robert Downey Jr. until the next Marvel movie. And then now, after when he's he was done with Avengers Endgame, that was the last we were, you know, we're probably going to see of Robert. Um, you know, he he did the the uh, Doctor Doolittle movie. He's you know, but I mean, he he's not one to always be in your face with something. Well, I would argue that he's already been overcome by fame, fell True. victim to it, and then bounced back. That's true. It's You're a, right. Yes. It's a great was, point. I, but I think that he had to learn right. those lessons. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Kevin Hart talks about his own, he calls them monsters in this yep. interview. He says, quote, my monsters have been masked in disguise in various different ways, but I've been able to pinpoint them through the years because of some of those monsters got stronger or developed. You're talking about the world of an ego. The idea of you think you are think of the idea who of who you think you are versus what you are or the idea of expectations and needs as to what you feel you need and what you have to have. So Wait, didn't it just came out I think it was last week with Gabrielle Union who had said that in her first marriage she felt like she was entitled to cheat. Oh yeah. That's yeah, part right. of that's part of the fame thing too. It's like I'm famous. Exactly. Like I can do whatever I want. Doesn't matter if I'm married. It's like, eh, that's right. kind of gross. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've seen that time and time again with celebrities mm-hmm. saying, you know, feel like they're entitled. I mean, look at um, uh, not that long, like a few years ago with Ariana Grande and the uh, the licking incident. Yes. You know, just because I'm Ariana Grande, I can lick ice cream. <laughs> you know, that that... that it's just yeah. I mean, it's it's happened numerous times over the years, and you're right. They they feel some celebrities feel they're entitled to certain things just because of who they are and their and their notoriety and their quote fame. They're untouchable, but they're not. But they're not. No, they're, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're bound by the same rules as everybody else. Like Ezra Miller is a really good example of that where yeah. they kind of felt like they could get away with anything and the law yeah. is catching up to them now and they're losing big for DC and making DC look terrible to where DC has to completely pivot and re rehash all of these concepts mm-hmm. just to break free. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a good take from Kevin. I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan. But that's a great take from him. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. Um, with that, with what with, with he's saying about fame, I, 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 every celebrity has had to deal with it. It's just a matter of how you over, like you said, overcome it. 
Yeah. And and like how Kevin says, you know, pinpoint those quote monsters and try to tone those down or, you know, capture them and make sure they don't get out of their cage. Because yeah. also too, I mean, there's always been, you, you've seen them on TikTok, you've seen, you know, Reddit, whatever it is of pe- of people like, especially like waitresses who talk about like the, the worst and best celebrities yes. <laughs> you know, like these oh, restaurants. Yeah. and some who feel, you know, who don't, who are very all about themselves and some that are really kind, you know? So yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I totally agree with that statement from Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to um, another statement that um, I, I think I agree with this too. And this has been big in the last couple of years cancel culture so lizzo who is not afraid to share her thoughts on things um she tweeted over over the uh, last weekend uh quote this may be a random time to say this but it's on my heart cancel culture is appropriation there was real outrage from truly marginalized people and now it's become trendy misused and misdirected I hope we can phase out of this and focus our outrage on the real problems. I agree. I feel that, look, there, there are times when some things are said, and as a society, we've kind of evolved and realized, yeah, that's probably not a good idea to do that, you know? But then when, we, when for whatever reason, somebody does something that someone doesn't like, and all, all of a sudden, we have to cancel them for whatever. It's like, some of these reasons why we we cancel certain things or people, it's like, really? Are we really going to go there and, and worry about that when there are these other issues to tackle? It's so true, too. Cause I, and, and also, like, the appropriation aspect of it, where it's like, where there's a group of... <laughs> it's so performative. I, I've, I've noticed so many times that... That is exactly the case where it's like, I'm so mad on behalf of. It's like, they didn't do anything to you. They didn't do anything to you. What they said didn't affect you or your culture or your life or anything around you in the slightest. But you're mad on behalf of someone else because you want the clout. Because you want to be in the, in to have your voice heard and you want to speak up. It's like, you weren't even affected. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, like call out injustices when we see them. But at the same time, like don't pretend that it was that it was you and that right. you're the victim. Yeah, exactly. Don't yeah, don't play victim when it had nothing to do with you. Yeah. Right. I, I completely agree with that. So and this actually, this tweet came out. Um Lizzo was actually, and this has always been a big uh issue for Lizzo is um uh body image and body shaming. Um, She was on the Friday before she sent out that tweet about cancel culture. um, She was talking, she did a TikTok video about body shaming. And so uh, she wanted to shut down the quote, tired discourse around bodies. Um, She says, I've seen comments go from, Oh my gosh, I liked you when you were thick. Why did you lose weight? Oh my gosh, uh, I liked your body before. You're so big, you know. Just yeah, <laughs> all these things, and and so she she continued. Are we okay? Do you see the delusion? Do you realize that artists are not here to fit into your beauty standards? 
artists are here to make art and this body is art. I'm going to do whatever I want with this body. I wish that the comments costed y'all money so we could see how much time we are blanking, wasting on wasting on the wrong thing. Can we leave that blank back there, please? What a great take. Can you imagine you had to pay money for every criticism you had to, you wanted to give to another individual? Yes, exactly. A lot of us are too broke for that. <laughs> I mean, what are, exactly. What are we so worried about, you know, how a certain person, look? you know what, if they want to look the way they look, then let them look the way they look. Like, don't get me wrong. There's going to be instances where I'm like, yeah, that was totally worth the $5 that I spent to tell that person how I felt or to, to do what I had to get off my chest. Yeah. But yeah, like, especially on the internet, like celebrities and, and just people in general, we are reachable in, in a way that we have never as, as a, as a species and society ever have been. You can slide into literally anybody's DMs and talk to them potentially reach them individually not just a pr person so it's like we are being so reckless with our words exactly. and what we say it's like my, my grandma always said that if you want to say something negative to somebody if you want to tell somebody something write it down in a letter go and buy a postage stamp and mail it to them if you will go through all of that just to make sure that they heard that message from you then you can text it, <laughs> then you can tell them. But if you're not gonna go through all those steps, then it ain't worth it. Yeah. See, and I, they don't, I was, it's, not that, it's not that serious. I was always taught if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So 100%. Look, if, if, you don't like, if you don't like the way Lizzo looks, then just leave it be. I mean, is it, is it I mean, for, for some of these people to comment, which always just blows my mind, are you are you really taking that much time and effort out of your personal life that you feel the need you need to slam certain celebrities for whatever reason? And what do you think is like what is your goal with that? Do you think right. Lizzo is sitting at home on her expensive furniture <laughs> fanning herself with $100 bills and being fed grapes by the hottest male model you can think of? You really think that she's opening up her phone and seeing your TikTok comments that say, you're fat, you're ugly, you're not it. And she's going, they're, they're totally right. I got to make a change. I got to yeah. do something. No. You know? What? She, yeah. Wait, what, do you, what is your goal so here? So, yeah, so-and-so on, on, on Twitter said that I need to do this, so I better, I better go do it because the one Twitter user is like, no. Exactly, exactly. They're not, they're not, they're not going to, I mean, look... Maybe they'll listen to you if you thought maybe their album was crappy, you know, or, you know, if, if they realize that sales are down and they realize, yeah, the fans didn't really like that. But pff, she goes and wants to wear a, a two piece. Yeah. I mean, okay. She goes and wears a two piece. Is it, is it like that much emotional damage to you that if she posts herself on her personal Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is of her in a two piece, they're like, Oh, I need, to stop what I'm doing right now and let Lizzo know that this is wrong. Yeah. Well, and even Ed Sheeran had said like, Oh, if I do if I try something new on a new album, you know, my new, I, I get new fans 
And that's great. You know, that's awesome. But then my old fans are like, you've changed. You've sold out. You sound bad. And then I go back to my old style. And then the new fans are like, uh, mm, I don't like this. I really liked this other song you did, but I don't like this. It's like, well, you can't please everybody. And right. art is subjective. Beauty yes. is subjective. That's why they always say I, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It's completely up to you whether you love it or not. I think Lizzo is gorgeous. I think Lizzo is beautiful and talented and amazing. But that doesn't mean that you have to. That doesn't mean that anybody else in the world has to because she's not making, she's not selling herself to to those people. She's selling herself to people who who do like her stuff, who do who like her music, who who like her as a person or her 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 messages. It's like, go touch some grass, people. <laughs> like, go outside, <laughs> breathe some fresh air, take a walk. Maybe just maybe just shut up. <laughs> you know what? Or just don't even follow Lizzo on social media. You know what? Just if, if that if what it's that concept. much of an issue, just block her. I don't know. That way she never show up in your feed. Yes, you don't have to you don't have to ingest anything on social media on the internet that you don't want to because there is a block or unfollow button. It is yes. that simple. You don't want to hear about the Kardashians? Fine. Block them. Block them. That's right. And, you don't, yeah, you don't leave us alone. Who do you have to say? Block him. And do you think she's going to sit there crying at night because you unfollowed her? No. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, I lost a follower. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. All right. Moving on to our worst story. And this actually caused a lot of people to stop and reread what they had just read <laughs> when it came to Gwen Stefani and her interview with Allure magazine. So the person doing the the interview, the, the writer name is uh, Jessa Marie. Uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna get that. Kalor, Kalor. I, I, I'm apologizing if I butcher her last name, but anyway, it's spelled C A L A O R. She's a writer for Allure, and she has she's of Asian descent. Mm -hmm. She's American, but she has Asian influence. Mm -hmm. And she wrote the article, and they were they were talking about Gwen's uh, promoting her new beauty brand GXVE. And so they also talked about her first fragrance collection which and and correct me if i'm wrong on how to pronounce this is it jara jarajuku harajuku harajuku okay harajuku lovers which if you remember back in 2008 that's what gwen stefani with the uh harajuku backup dancers behind her and that whole whole culture that's what she was all about in 2008 yes if you remember the music videos, if you remember her on the press tours, she had her Harajuku backup dancers with her. Mm -hmm. And that was from her solo album, Love Angel Music Baby. Well, so anyway, they, they, they talked about that. And, and at the time when she, when she launched that Harajuku Lovers uh, fragrance, fragrance line, if you remember the bottles, like there were five of them. And one of them looked like, they were supposed to make look like dolls. One of like Gwen and then Four of them look like her Harajuku backup dancers. And so yes. there was there was some praise, there was some backlash, you know. So anyway, the the Jessa, the writer from Allure, you know, they kind of brought that up and talked about it. She said, so what have, what have you learned? Or where, you know, that sort of thing. Well, Gwen talked about how she loved the Harajuku culture and how her dad, I think he worked for uh, uh, Yamaha. And would have to, I believe it was Yamaha, um, would have to go to Japan and travel and would talk about, you know, the 
the the culture there and how their people be performing on the streets. So as an adult, she got to go for the first time to experience it for herself. And so <laughs> she said that when she went, she saw the Harajuku culture and she said, quote, I said, my God, I'm Japanese and I didn't know it. <laughs> I'm sorry. And so, and so I'm, I'm, and this, and this is, I'm reading this from Allure. So this is, so that's when Gwen says that. And so this, this is actually quoting reading on from that article. As those words seem to hang in the air between us, she continued, I am, you know, she meaning, Ooh. yeah, she meaning that the, the writer, she then explained that there is innocence to her relationship with Japanese culture, referring to herself as a super fan. So here's Gwen. If people are going to criticize me for being a fan of something beautiful and sharing that, then I just think that doesn't feel right. I think it's a beautiful time of creativity, a time of the ping pong match between Harajuku culture and American culture. It should be okay to be inspired by other cultures because if we're not allowed, then that's dividing people, right? There's nothing wrong with being a fan of culture, but to say that you're of that culture might be a little much it's a little, little much. much yeah well and it's so ironic too because okay so harajuku fashion and the culture and and what she is exploiting because that's really what it is she hired four japanese american people women to follow her around at some points they were on leashes and had collars like, it was extremely problematic when she did it in 08, and it's extremely problematic how she's defending it today. It's not just that she is appreciating the culture and sharing it. She's almost, like, pretending like it's her own. Like, Harajuku yes. has, it was born post-war, uh, World War II. Harajuku right. culture got its start during post-war allied occupation of Japan. So the whole con the whole concept of Harajuku fashion and influence is because Japanese fashion was trying to cater to American people because yeah. they were occupied in Japan so, by American and Western people. Right. So yeah, it, I so mean, like that's how it got born. And it's like it's so disingenuous to be like look at this Asian-inspired fashion and, and fragrances that I came up with all myself. It, you didn't, though. You didn't. No, you didn't. you no. were inspired by someone. And, I mean, and you know what? That's cool. You can be a fan of the culture. 100%. But, but you can't say that you are that culture. No. No. It's, you can't it's just say inappropriate. That. You know, you... I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I don't know. I'm, I am a super fan of Japanese culture. I'm a super fan of... Well, I have ADHD, so anything I take a mild interest in, I'm a super fan of. And and learning about Japanese culture is it is so interesting, and it's so it, there is so much to learn, and it is 100% okay and encouraged to educate yourself on other cultures. That's amazing. You should do that, but you shouldn't just be like, "Well, I read a book, so here I am wearing a kimono." Like I read a book, so here I am doing like something like 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 yellow face like that is not how appreciation no. works and that is exactly what gwen stefani had done and is continuing to defend right so in the so in the article um the writer says you know i spent 32 minutes in conversation with stefani many of them devoted to her lengthy answer to my question about how to juku lovers 
And so also their social media associate who is Asian and Latina was also present. So when, when they were doing the interview, she goes on to say during our interview, Stefani asserted twice that she was Japanese. And once that she was quote, a little bit of an orange County girl, a little bit of a Japanese girl, a little bit of an English girl, you know, they thought, well, I don't know, maybe she, she misspoke. Maybe you would just, so they, 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 they kind of kept on this for a while during the interview. And so, but the, the writer goes on to say that I don't believe Stefani was trying to be malicious or hurtful in making these statements, but words don't have to be hostile in their intent in order to potentially cause harm. And my colleague and I walked away from that half hour unsettled and wanted to understand, wanted to better understand why. So, she, what she probably should have said is I am made up of many different inspirations. I have taken inspiration from Japanese culture. I respect it greatly and I incorporated it in, I incorporate it in my day to day. I also consider myself a huge fan and supporter of English culture. I do a lot of, uh, you know, I have a lot of inspirations from that. At the end of the day, I'm a California girl. Like, there's a way to say these things without right. doubling down on like just really terrible sound bites and quotes. Exactly. It's like yes. you just goofed just, so just, bad. And oh my, exactly. <laughs> even even you know the 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 person from Allure doing the interview, you know, when she says I'm. I'm Japanese and then says again, I, you know, I am. And just sitting there like quietly and almost like, look, like, are, are you sure you're, you're saying, do, do you hear what you're saying? Yeah. You're sure you want to say that. And like just the gall and the audacity to say it to an Asian woman. Like that's, I, yes. that's what's really blowing my mind. It's like, it's one thing if you want to double down because you're ignorant and you don't understand. I understand it. There's an opportunity for education in those moments. But to double down and to halfway like bully this woman, because because it's it, it sounds very intimidating. I am you you know I am you know like it's it sounds almost like intimidation to it, an it, Asian it, woman interviewer. It's so yeah. weird. And the thing is though is that Gwen Stefani is of uh, um, Irish and um, Italian descent. <laughs> so to. To go on and say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm Japanese. It's like, what? No. You can't just say that you are when, I mean, unless you got the Ancestry.com to back it up. <laughs> right. Somebody call 23 and me. <laughs> the the math ain't mapping. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a Gwen Stefani fan. I really never have been. I can acknowledge that she's made um, incredible impacts on the fashion industry and in the music industry. She's a fantastic vocalist. She's never been my cup of tea. And I, while I hate that this is a thing and that this is happening, it's like, yeah, dude, that's what I've been telling you. Like, I don't like this person. Everything about her seems to be just so ingenuine and kind of phony. I just don't, I don't like it. I, hopefully she comes out at some point and apologizes, clarifies her comments like that, you know what? That, I will I will handwrite her an apology letter if she comes out with the ancestry results that says that she's Japanese. I will. You know what? Look, if if that if she if she can back that up with that, that's like, oh, okay, then yeah, you are of Japanese descent. Then yes, you can say that. Sure, you are Japanese. Like for me, exactly. I am of Polish and Hungarian descent, so I can say that I'm Polish and Hungarian. My, <laughs> if my, 50 my cent wife can apologize to Megan the Stallion. I can apologize to yes, <laughs> yes, my, my wife is like a a fraction indian so you know she can say that 
Yeah. But, you know, but but you have if you don't have any of that descendants blood in you, it's like, nah, you, you can say you're a fan. You know, but don't say that you are when you can't back it up saying, no, really, look, I I, I like my my great, great, great grandpa was uh, was Japanese. No, can't do <laughs> no that. that's not how that. Yeah, I mean, not how that quite works. You can't well, say something that you're not. Well, and, and there's just a, a way better way of, of going about it and say that you were so overcome with inspiration and, and emotion of seeing Japan for the first time that you wanted nothing more than to learn everything you could about the culture, the society, the fashion, the everything about it. So you did a deep dive and you made it a part of your personality. That is one thing. But, but like we've established, just claiming an ethnicity that is not yes. yours. Exactly. Especially like, when you have the platform of Gwen Stefani. That's yes. inappropriate. It is. Exactly. So today's the lessons that was is right. So today's <laughs> lessons in today's podcast are fame as a drug, learn how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Worry about other things than the small stuff. And don't say stuff that you're not. Yes. This might be another example of fame getting to someone's head. You know what? It very well could be. It very well could be. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. We drop new episodes every Tuesday discussing, dissecting, speculating about some of the big entertainment stories from the week. We drop new episodes at B1029.com where you can listen to all of our past episodes and also anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe too. For Shiler, I'm Joe from B1029, and we will talk to you again next week. <laughs>